वेलकम टू एपिसोड 57 ऑफ न्यू इंडियन वुमन पॉडकास्ट एयरिंग फर्स्ट इन अर्ली जैन 2022 एंड आई एम योर होस्ट कृष्णा विश यू ऑल अ वेरी हैप्पी न्यू ईयर इन टुडेस एपिसोड लिसनर्स वी हैव प्रोफेसर जयंती श्री बालकृष्णन एंड फॉर पीपल हु आर नॉट कंफर्टेबल विद तमिल यू मे नीड एन इंट्रोडक्शन but for people who are comfortable in tamil you would have heard her talk about a lot of topics and you would have enjoyed them so it's my honor today to invite her to the podcast it was my dream to even talk to you ma'am and this podcast has given me an opportunity to invite you to be the guest here i'm so happy that my small efforts to reach to some audience of a small subset of indian women out there i'm so happy to be some kind of a small instrument or a bridge in uh, reaching out to this audience dr jayantisri balakrishnan is a former professor of english in psg college of arts and science coimbatore with 35 years of teaching experience she possesses two doctoral degrees or phd one in english and the other in tamil she also has a masters degree in education she is an educationalist short story writer eloquent speaker in english and tamil literary critic noted translator and above all a counselor she has published three short story collections in tamil she has produced more than 40 research papers in national and international seminars Her talks are telecast in a popular TV channel and she also anchors a popular talk show. Dr. Jayanthasri has traveled extensively in Malaysia, Sri Lanka, Singapore, Seychelles, Canada, Kuwait, England and Scotland addressing diverse audiences of all ages, especially thousands of students and teachers, war widows and war victims. Many of these interactions were on invitation by the governments of those countries or reputed organizations there. Some people have this power to make you think, make you question many things in life. So those triggers, that is what I am thankful for. Many things in our life, we just go along. We may do it wrong. because that is the most accepted way of doing things or without even thinking so i have got some triggers and some thought processes based on your interactions or youtube recordings etc that i have watched those triggers have helped me so i'm very happy to welcome you and in today's episode what i was thinking is i have so many questions and uh, i don't uh, want to get carried away and i'm thinking maybe we will structure it in terms of maybe age groups or life stages of a woman i'm sure there are questions which are common across all age groups but that's okay so let us start with maybe the first age group so before we start anything you would like to share with the audience uh, before we come into the questions uh, thank you ever so much uh, krishna thank you ever so much this is my first experience with podcast and i'm as delighted and excited as you are i do not know whether i have got anything to give i just share uh, while sharing i take it from you all so because your questions uh, had it not been for your questions 
certain ideas would have remained in me as ideas. Only when there is a question, these ideas get translated into answers and solutions. True. So I should be extremely thankful for such questions. And uh, thanks a lot to the listeners also. If uh, this conversation is of some help, somewhere, at some point, to someone, I'm eternally thankful. Thank you so much. So let us start. I am looking at the starting age group of young women, maybe 20 to 30 roughly, women who have decided on, based on their education, what career choices they may be getting into relationships, into marriage or not. But basically the canvas is out there. They are becoming independent or that intention of becoming independent is there. There is a sense of idealism. All that is there and they're just starting out. So I'm talking about those women. I meet a lot of women and I'm so happy to see their energy and all that. And any talk with them, any serious conversation uh, about them, we go towards the topic of freedom and their sense of rights and entitlement and all that. And it's nice to hear that. And you feel so happy, okay, when you, especially young girls, when you feel them very confident and all that. But I am not sure. Sometimes I wonder those those lines of where entitlement or freedom ends and selfishness begins or where it is used for the right purposes versus not. All that, you know, those lines are very blurred. Each person, I understand, will have to be clear about those lines. They will have to figure out those lines themselves, and that is where I would like to know from you, what kind of guidance would you suggest or recommend for a young woman to identify her own freedom and what her rights are? Uh, thank you. I can draw heavily, uh, not from anybody else's experience, only from my experience. Though I belong to an entirely different era, a millennium. Okay. But even then, certain things do not change and can't afford to change either. Mm. Uh, you were making use of one particular word, entitled. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, when you are an 18 plus, I don't even take them to 20 years. I just say 18 plus. The moment they move out of their higher secondary, I don't call them anymore girls. Because mm. uh, schools are meant for girls and colleges and universities are meant for men and women. Yeah. Uh, so that evolution is a very conscious evolution and it's a continuous evolution also. Um, this word entitlement, that always scares me because it does not include accountability. Hmm. Freedom without accountability can be disastrous because it is an aborted, aborted perception of something which is total, which is complete, uh, which has to necessarily include just not awareness alone, accountability also. Hmm. Now that is exactly where most of these young women lose their sense of direction. No, yeah. as a group, you insist on your being entitled to enjoy certain things, hmm. forgetting the fact that whatever you at present insist as yours have been got for you by somebody else who never thought like how you think now. Some person out there expected you to arrive towards the 21st century, the early part of 21st century, worked hard. So that you, with absolute ease and freedom, will enjoy certain things which they couldn't even 
dreamer so what happens when i enjoy the benefits of somebody else's hard work hmm. it directly asks me to do something so that i take up the responsibility of offering something to somebody who comes maybe after 20 years or 30 years whatever has been deprived of deprived for me at this context hmm should be affordable for somebody else now this is what i call accountability right when i enjoy something i should know that i did not earn it i was given it so whatever is given is unfortunately taken as your right you were given you did not earn it the freedom which these young women enjoy now the education which they enjoy now the financial social emotional freedom again i put yeah. it in quotes all these they did not get it just like that correct Correct. you have a whole battalion standing out there who couldn't afford even to dream of these things right. but they were so futuristic they had the, not just a dream they had the vision of it they had the vision of it they knew pretty well the next generation will have to enjoy whatever they did not get yeah now this is what i call accountability one particular generation maybe they dreamt they had one common dream called independence political independence social independence academic independence emotional independence financial independence though they never enjoyed any of these right it's a whole generation had only one dream i call that accountability and we now enjoy so what happens is when you are overloaded with the sense of entitlement hmm you mistake it for empowerment yeah that is so true we at present or at any point of time we don't need people who insist on entitlement we want people who insist on empowerment getting something given by someone else is is not empowerment it's not empowerment it is just entitlement it enslaves you you keep on asking for something thinking that it is right hmm what you ask as your right is not right that is what you have received from someone somebody has given it so that makes you accountable for something yeah you may not be in a position to give them back what they have given you but you have to give it back to somebody else manifold to the next right. generation so this kind of a question will not arise after 20 years so you know this i can compare this with uh, when when science said atom is indivisible hmm right the next generation came to disprove it and said atom is divisible right i wouldn't say that one generation spoke of something which was untrue or invalid yeah. at that point of time whatever they considered valid became invalid when the next generation it did not try to disprove it tried to go beyond that particular point and automatically the previous position becomes invalid so this question you ask me today should become hmm. invalid after 20 years we have to evolve i believe in metamorphosis not hmm. the physical one but the intellectual one the emotional one if uh, that is not a distant dream this question should become out of syllabus yeah. because it is obsolete this question has to necessarily become obsolete that's why i say when children ask i don't call it freedom i call it autonomy hmm. freedom is given by somebody else autonomy comes from within autonomy includes accountability so in realizing the sense of 
accountability which is very important for every individual regardless of the gender and even more for women i feel because uh, women are getting exposed to lot more of opportunities in this era in india especially so hence this uh, sense of accountability is all the more relevant now than ever so what could be the first step i would say this accountability or this awareness is relevant in everything every single thing what i wear what i eat what decisions i make my purchasing power how i work out how i travel how i earn in every aspect so what would your input be in terms of what does it mean to be aware of that accountability your very thought process changes krishna it is not a 20 year old thinking of herself it's a 20 year old thinking of another 20 year old who has not received this kind of affordability right you know when i purchase something immediately i think can somebody else afford this elsewhere for hmm. example a 20 year old or an 18 year old here the educational opportunities that are available for her is certainly not the thing which is available for any country which got its freedom along with us along with india right right, right. in 70 years we have been we have been able to realize so many distant dreams right and the countries which uh, got their freedom along with us they are nowhere near us they were nowhere they are nowhere near us True. okay the the number of colleges you have here the parents who willingness to educate their daughters right gender does not matter even even economic predicament doesn't matter somehow they beg borrow do yes. something get a loan see to that their children are not deprived of education especially their girl children are mm. not deprived of education this is not the predicament elsewhere so once i know i enjoy something which is totally unaffordable to another person in the very same planet mm. or in the same country or in the same state my responsibility becomes manifold so i start becoming a person who is conscious i start living intensely and immensely every second true it's not just an 18 year old you can't afford as yeah. a 20 year old or a 21 year old age does not matter i would rather put even a 5 year old into this yeah a 5 year old can enjoy certain things he or she will have to be constantly and continuously aware of a fact that someone else in the very same city cannot afford this so i become a responsible person mm-hmm. i also become responsive as a person right this is what i mean by accountability it it, it changes your very thought, thought process yeah. so once your thinking changes you your vocabulary changes the way you articulate the way you vocalize your thought that also undergoes tremendous transformation because you are very guarded you are very conscious you are spontaneous you are natural nonetheless you have absolute control over how you articulate the thoughts yeah so these two are very important and these get translated into your actions actions yeah so a conscious individual lives intensely immensely i have seen a 5 year old behaving in this particular way hmm. being situationally aware yeah I think this is the only way this is the first step and this is also the final step true because something like this once one becomes attuned to this kind of a thinking process it is for life there's no going back from that mode you call it intuition you call it instinct you call it the every other name unfortunately education has somehow uh, made us insensitive to this 
innate quality hmm you open your ears and everything else is audible except the inner voice which keeps on whispering telling you uh, you have to be a sensitive person hmm sensitivity to everybody else's sensitivity true so well put okay moving on i wanted to talk about aspirations let's say take two or three decades back maybe every family or every mother wanted her daughter to stand on her own feet you know that was an aspiration element and i would say that was evident in maybe writings in media in advertisements everything while growing up we have seen that being that aspirational quality all around us in today's world what do you think should be our aspirations especially for the young woman what should be her aspirations repeatedly i come to the uh, same place it's almost like a compass i have one foot grounded and the rest the other one keeps traveling but i come back to the same thing again let me tell you aspirations do not change they just express themselves in a different way hmm if my mother wanted me to be self reliant choose hmm. a Hmm. self-reliant it's just not economic independence right. it's more than that it is rather independent it's not independent <laughs> i should be more consciously dependent on my own self my skills my talents my uh, my untapped potential i think we move on to the next stage that is the present day women should stop they they are they are this they desire for something they don't hmm. dream of anything these hmm. were totally different true they will take a desire for a dream you know your child may desire to become a doctor or uh, an engineer or an astronaut or a homemaker whatever it is hmm they stop with just the desire stage hmm desire doesn't warrant anything it doesn't require anything desire all it needs is a huge amount of selfishness a huge amount of narrow mindedness uh, of course dependability hmm. and the word which you use a sense of entitlement hmm. an aspiration is just not desire right an aspiration is what our teachers once upon a time used to ask us in our in the composition classes what is your ambition in life uh, such a vague hold all term right i would rather call a desire has to be designed it has to be defined hmm so that it becomes a dream true so desire is after all a raw material with all the impurities in it hmm it's like uh, digging out for gold in an ore with all all impurities the impurities may be uh, more than the real precious metal hmm you you cannot sport it as a jewel immediately hmm it has to willingly or unwillingly go through a process if the final form is to be a, a necklace or a eardrop or a bracelet or whatever it is hmm. dreams are very precious and dreams are very costly the children will have to at present i call them children because they are deliberately by choice immature hmm they are knowledgeable but they are not wise hmm so i call them immaturity is what i say this a desire they stop at that place they do not define it because it demands a lot of patience true they do not design it they don't tailor it they don't 
unfortunately prune it tinker it because these are all very very painful yeah and also time taking time taking patience with all in capitals hmm. it has to be written in capital letters put within with quotation and if you can highlight it also right so True. this is a very very slow evolutionary process conscious evolution hmm and the only tool with which you can continue with this process is your education right your conscious your your efforts to educate yourself i'm not talking about degrees i'm talking yeah. about education yeah so the, the, again unfortunately this is different most True. people mistake education it's not synonym of degree yeah now you consciously tinker it design it and very slowly you move towards a dream dream has got an action plan yeah dream has a blueprint and uh, what was aspiration at one point of time unfortunately has lost its color and glow because you have got it for your daughter yeah getting a two wheeler would have been your aspiration your daughter never even aspired for it because she knows pretty well she will get one even yeah. without her ask correct and correct it has lost its sheen yes this this present generation parents have become a kind of a departmental store so that everything is available everything hmm. either they become a departmental store or a doormat hmm. so everything is there everything hmm. is there the children refuse to look beyond that hmm. you have given them a very comfortable life you have not given them a good life we have given them a comfortable life yeah and uh, goodness has got nothing to do with comfort hmm hmm our parents aspired for goodness but one generation has totally lost sight of this goodness and replaced that with comfort true and that's why these questions arise that's right. why there is a kind of a missing link between the aspiration and uh, the present day sense of entitlement yeah it been goodness it would have got automatically inherited by the next generation right at some point of time we thought goodness is not enough or goodness is not good enough yeah we replaced it with comfort and that's why our children are desirous of getting something hmm they don't hmm. care where it comes they don't care who provides them with this kind of no fulfilling desire is there goal at present that's what makes them feel entitled for something i'm not talking about that at all i'm yeah. talking about goodness yeah with goodness effort has to be there to remain good or attain goodness conscious effort has to be there continuous effort has to be there tirelessly you have to work for that yeah as a result of which we were able to design our aspirations and define our aspirations i want to become a doctor but i want to take this particular way to become a doctor so that once i occupy the position i will retain the position with dignity mm, and that's how we lifted the whole thing now children want them to be lifted if you really want your child to have a dream instead of a desire she or he would just say okay fine it's not my dream it's yours you're most welcome to lift me up and place it in the position where you want me to see Okay. yeah yeah so when you ask me what is the next stage the next stage is going back to the previous stage please yeah going back to the previous stage that is how we looked at aspiration how we happily worked for realizing those dreams what hmm. action plans we had what blueprint we had what patience we had 
how we invested on our time and education so that we are where we are at present hmm this is very difficult uh, this is unpleasant and uh, children will never appreciate it and it may not look cool no no it doesn't in their <laughs> language it is no fun it is not cool yeah but let me tell you this is the only way what they enjoy at present is borrowed light yeah so well that's good. why they become frustrated very easily true true and this aspect about creating the dream the designing the dream and the importance of staying grounded with reality because we believed that you have to stand on your ground your feet should be firmly in the ground and then you look at the stars if you just think that you will jump off to the stars yeah you need to dream to reach the stars but your feet has to first touch be there on the ground so somewhere this grounding being in touch with oneself one's own reality beat in terms of the kind of family you have the kind of all of us being aware of our own limitations we may call it whatever you may call it but those are the things that ground us in each of our families in our situations i feel sometimes the youngsters the dreams somewhere are not connected even a kite needs the particular thread to be held on to the ground for it to fly high right so somewhere it is getting lost is what i feel i would like to know your views a krishna your fitness to dream we can put it that way hmm it should be a matter of again affordability hmm so if you are not grounded you are living somebody else's dream i am living my parents father's dream or mother's dream or cousin's dream at one stage when you see, when you talk about getting grounded we could bridge a gap between a dreamer and a dream hope you get me you continuously dream of achieving something at one point of time hmm you are no longer a dreamer you become the dream hmm you become the dream all those essential co- components which make your dream realizable are in you right your dream is not objective you don't move away from your dream you become a part of your dream you become a living dream that's exactly how we had great leaders hmm if you feel that we do not have great leaders we do not have great citizens none of the leaders were airdropped they they came from this soil right they were right. not aliens airdropped they came from this soil so if that is true if you are disappointed with what is happening around fine people have desire and some of them can change it into dream yet they maintains a distance between themselves and their dreams hmm hmm see when you talk about gandhi when you talk about sastri when you talk about mother teresa when you talk about nelson mandela they were not individuals hmm. they were personification of their dreams right this is possible even for an individual that's why when i started this conversation i told you one particular generation dreamt it had one common dream everybody could contribute so you don't just have one mahatma you had millions and millions of miniature mahatmas in ordinary people hmm. and their ordinariness was their extraordinariness hmm. people who went out uh, against the british rule we do not have their names written in literature we right. don't have their names written in history but they made history yeah so the what you learn what you learn as history is after all the biography of certain individuals hmm who did not just dream who became the dream 
True. And they were grounded. They were people who moved upon the planet in flesh and blood. So it may be your great grandfather would have made some contribution towards Indian independence. My great grand uncle would have made some kind of a tiny contribution towards something. My question is, when does a person get grounded if the person does not identify himself or herself with the society? Hmm. If I don't do it, I, I don't get grounded at all. I hang in midair. That's why I said I'm desirous of something. And desire does not have any kind of footing anyway. Hmm. If I have a design for it, I, I see to that my dream is not different from me. Right. So if I would like to become a do doctor, what happens? My empathy is so profound hmm. that even before I get the degree, even before I become a medical practitioner, whatever I look at, whatever I feel, what whomsoever I think of, of all these things have those components which make my dream. Right. I right. have all the qualities. That's what we talk about uh, Florence Nightingale. When we talk about Florence Nightingale, how did anybody detect that quality in her? She, We, we have learned it, I think, in our non-detailed books. It came that uh, how she came upon a wounded dog and started nursing it. Hmm. And later on, discovered that kind of a trait in her and invested on it. And that became her dream. And now we have millions of nurses around the place loaded with empathy, even during this pandemic time. Yes. We are indebted to them. So if an individual connects this, if I am grounded, like if your child would like to, would like to become an auditor or somebody in future, it's not the degree, it's not the qualification, it's not the education. If the child takes part in budgeting in the family, yeah. If the child asks you how much do you pay for this and what was the total expenditure last month in running this family and how has it changed this much and what are we to do in reduce this because the income remains constant but the expenditure keeps on uh, increasing, what are we to do? If, the, if she insists or if he insists on the whole family sitting down to sort out the problem, mm -hmm. address the problem, don't worry, the child has got all the qualities of being productive and proactive in future contributing towards the social growth but right. this is what is missing now yeah yeah this is what is missing now once upon a time children had their own specific roles as members of the family right they had responsibilities even as a child even as a child if amma fetches a pot of water the little one will also take a kutti sombu and go along and bring another pot of water if amma is washing uh, the clothing of everyone, the little one will take a handkerchief and it will also start doing something. If Appa is cleaning his uh, uh, cycle, the little one will also clean his tricycle. Right, right. So there was some specific role and the parents did not, did not discourage the children from doing it. Hmm. If, if uh, the table has to be laid for everybody to sit down and eat, the little ones will go fetch water, okay. at least the glasses. Or at least keep the plate. Now so what do we do? We sit right everything and invite our children to come and eat. True. Yeah. So, so you know, it all goes back to the same thing. It is again the accountability. It is again the sensitivity. It's again taking up responsibility. While you touched upon taking up responsibility at a societal level and having that empathy having that sensitivity to others, sensitivities, etc. I agree with you and I always believe it starts at home. Right. Looking at, right, instead of if you're thinking that as a young woman, you think that, okay, I'm out here to change the world. First look at 
within yourself and around you in your immediate surroundings right yeah all of a sudden you cannot visualize yourself to be a social reformer correct you would have started with this in your home front right they always say if there is an educated girl in a family the family will show signals that way yeah it will be visible right and educated as an educated not in uh, degrees again, again yeah. I put it, it's not degree it's yeah. not degree it's true, not degree true. i'm talking about cultural sophistication right so somewhere that gets lost if one thinks about it interprets it wrongly with a sense of entitlement me not entering the kitchen is my right or you know there are so many wrong interpretations i know there are so many women out there uh, young women doing lots of things out there which are right we are talking about only the wrong examples here so that the podcast here is not about a praise journey but it is more about looking at whether there's scope for correction yeah realistically, realistically whether you know for us to understand so our interpretations of you know i aspire to be this but at home this is my right these two do not go well with each other see sometimes uh, sorry for interruption no, no, when people ahead. invite me to give a talk on uh, women's day huh. i say i go in for a maunavratham on that day i don't talk i don't articulate my thought for the plain reason see i go there i'm i'm see you have a, a shawl you have a bouquet you have a memento and you give a big uh, blah 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 talk all of high ideals and i have uh, the women's association secretary president and all dressed uh, very well dressed for the occasion mm. and you come back and your housemaid wants half a day leave because her child is unwell hmm you deny her that yeah fine but just then you would have come back after having celebrated women's day women's so to speak day. you know this is what i call entitlement yeah. this is what i call in if you are an empowered woman right you would have on the previous day itself you would have asked her about her child yeah fine you would have been sensitive to somebody else's sensitivity right and you will not grumble over a half a day uh, of uh, just to take a child to the hospital correct helping her to take a child to the hospital makes your women's day more meaningful than organizing for a talk i completely agree the same thought occurred to me when there was recently lot of articles and in media coverage about period leave uh, whereas it is true that most of us will uh, expect uh, the household help to come and work even during their days of uh, period uh, so are we ready to implement we are expecting change at an organization level but are we ready to implement it in our own house one woman to another woman no this is you, know, you have two different parameters yeah right? true 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 uh, that's way you your dream gets distanced from your real self real, true if the dreamer and the dream are made of the same material hmm there will never be a divide divide true true that's yeah it. see for the young women we talked about lot of new beginnings at this point this stage in life whether it is relationships marriage becoming a mother setting up a new family becoming part of a new family 
you know, a lot of responsibilities at workplace, at home, everything, you know. There's a new, it's the pupa coming out kind of a phase. And it means having a lot of maturity, uh, being educated, like you put it, uh, humility, which I somehow feel is uh, less there in the world, and being prepared for many new things. So that readiness to adapt for newer things. Somewhere the sense of right, sense of who I am versus the adaptability. The sense of adaptability is seen as a sign of weakness and those kinds of norms being there. So I get very confused about some of these questions. And what would be your most critical inputs to women to prepare for these stages? When there are so many new things, the pupa is coming out. Uh, I'll give you an example. As you are talking about a pupa, a butterfly, a caterpillar, I talk about the previous stage also, though it may not be very pleasant. You have to be a caterpillar to develop into a pupa if you want to emerge as a butterfly. Right? You can't know that that is an evolution on which you don't have any control at all. That is an unconscious evolution. But right. education helps you to make it into a conscious evolution when it comes to human beings. My father got me from Kolekal uh, to cocoons. Mm-hmm. Right? the silkworm cocoons and mm. uh, he just asked me to observe it. I put it in my geometry box. We have empty geometry box. That happens to be the only pencil box we could ever get. Right. And uh, I had it in that and look, every day I used to open the box and see whether they, anything happens. After 10 days, I, I, I used to keep on rattling it this way to see whether anything is alive. And it was in eighth standard and that's exactly uh, the, I mean, my science book talked about this evolution from an egg into uh, a worm, it can be a caterpillar, it, a worm, then into the pupa stage. A self, uh, it's, it's a kind of a house arrest, self-imposed house arrest, mm. so that you evolve into it. No, now I put all philosophy into it and I think that it is a time when you incubate to introspect. Mm. Then I never knew as a 13-year-old. So at one point of time, I became very curious. I was very concerned. I was rather alarmed then that nothing would come out of it and uh, maybe they are locked up in. So I have to necessarily, they need a human hand to help. So I just took the sharp end of the compass and made a small hole for them to come out. Hmm. They did, of course, from both the cocoons, they did. But they were fat, filled with fluid. And um, of course, they had a very short innings for life. Hmm. They, They never survived it. At that juncture, my father just observed. He said, in Tamil, he said, Ayuyo, hmm. I said, I didn't feel they are still alive. He said, no. See, they cannot make this bigger hole which you have made to make the exit easy. Hmm. Right? It, they, what they have uh, to open up this cocoon, that particular organ is something very, very small and it's very difficult for them to create a big hole. But they'll make a very, very small hole. They will squeeze themselves through that. Hmm. As a result, of when, when they squeeze themselves through something very small, that hole, the water or the fluid content, whatever is they, that will get drained. They will come out, sit and spread their wings, dry. They'll become as light as possible because they have to fly. Hmm. What they are inside the cocoon is different from what they have to be when they come out because they are expected to fly or they will fall a prey to a lizard or a chameleon or whatever. So what have you made in the name of helping them? You have deprived them of a chance 
to struggle to live hmm. so this is what i would like to tell you may you have accepted this life everything comes as a package hmm. you cannot remove certain things and put something so that uh, you you can customize life to suit you no it comes as a package right and you cannot pick and choose everything no, no, to no, be no, like cannot, a you cannot you, you know, cannot and easy right totally or you reject it totally right you cannot uh, this is uh, the conjunction is or accept or reject it's not accept and reject you you have to go in for a conjunction which negates the previous one that's again why you have got education if only you can change your knowledge into wisdom hmm. you will understand whatever you call a problem whatever you call a challenge whatever you call a struggle is a troll an opportunity which is given to you and you only and you can never realize what you are unless you make use of that opportunity right it is again the remote is in your hand the outside yeah. world has no influence on you at all you say i have got work pressure because you look at work as pressure right Right. You look at work as pressure you look at your responsibility as a mother as a pressure you look at the responsibility as a wife as a pressure i am not talking about allowing i mean making certain things meant to be done only by women no i am talking about human beings in general correct no i, I don't segregate as women and uh, men and children no as human beings even you are the smallest of human beings as child or the oldest everything comes as a package and it's your attitude and your attitude alone can help you to insulate against the shocks which you imagine to exist because of the society yeah i like the word imagine there we imagine we imagine yeah. because it's nice yeah you're so immersed in self pity that imagination is the only tool uh, is is the only glasses through which you look at everything right if you are grounded if you look around you will understand that you have to be thankful for so many things which are given to you that again i go back to this yeah. they are given to you making life better more comfortable so if you have to play the role of a working woman and of course a homemaker both put together we don't hmm. have uh, these as two different compartments remember these are all the things you will have one thing i do not know whether you can train your husband to help you in certain ways But you can certainly train your son yeah you can train your son that's why he said if a woman enjoys something now which yeah. her mother or grandmother never enjoyed she has a responsibility of making the next generation live a better life than the one which she has lived now right true so my mom in law might not have had the idea of training her son when he becomes my husband maybe he is 25% very helpful at home front or 50% very helpful or 75% very helpful it depends upon many things hmm but as a woman at present who is enjoying what is given to her by how about thinking of the next generation yeah so that will lessen your sense of burden right and it will enhance your sense of enjoying whatever is given as an opportunity i don't talk about problems i don't call them challenges i call them an opportunity, opportunity. and you start looking at yourself you are a tremendous possibility hmm you are a huge possibility if only you can live it that way yeah so the, your your attitude of how you the eyes with which or the perspective with which you look at it has to be examined and you should be open to examine it from different perspectives That's that will be the starting 
and with this we come to the end of part 1 of our interaction with dr jayanthasri we will explore the questions around the next stage in life in part 2 of this three part series please do not miss out on that episode if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already please do subscribe through the podcast app or the subscribe link you see wherever you are listening to this episode thank you once again remember you are what you want to be and the time starts now <laughs>